Welcome, Anime Loungers, to another episode. I am your host, Lance, and I am here with my other two co-hosts, Matt and Ricky. Today, we are going to be talking about a very fun anime called Dr. Stone. Today, we are going to be covering Season 1. But before we get started, we like to start our episodes by introducing our adult beverages of choice. Today just so happens to be New Year's Day. And in celebration of that, we wanted to do something a little bit... More elegant? More elegant. So we chose a more top dollar choice, kind of, to say. So we're we're all drinking some Johnny Walker Blue Label. Smooth, man. It's good. It's definitely a good chill lounge drink. You know how we do it in Wisconsin. We always chase it down with beer. (laughs) And we are all chasing it down. We are jumping back and forth between yet another Shock Top Belgian White and some Coors Light on Yeah. So we're jumping, and it's okay, because we know how to mix. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Can't have too many. So today is New Year's Day, which means we celebrated New Year's Eve last night. Some of us more than others. Some of us more than others. <laughs> Unfortunately, we didn't get too crazy or anything. You know, we're getting to that age where we don't need to go no. to the bars and party with some random I people. Know. I smoked some ribs last night. They were delicious. Those ribs were delicious. So uh, I'm cool with having some smoked ribs and a bunch of drinks. Uh-huh. I smoked something. It wasn't ribs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just spent some time over at Jill's bar for a couple hours. Uh, regular employee appreciation. So <laughs> you get to the point where you become a regular at a bar, and they'll throw you a party. <laughs> Yeah. But here in Wisconsin, that's still a positive thing. So. <laughs> yeah. That was a good time. We were, like like you said, Lance, we really just, we didn't stay out late. We don't celebrate. Not that we don't celebrate. We're just, I'm not at that age anymore. I don't need to be staying out for the balloon drop at Cock and Bull for the thousand dollars. <laughs> I don't need to fight little kitties. <laughs> oh, might as well. Fuck it. Go fight those kitties. <laughs> You're older than them. You got more power than them. Show them what's up. Yeah, I've done that a couple years. <laughs> Never ends out well, man. I'll probably get like one or two dollars from the balloons and that's it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Never been to Cock and Bowl for New Year's. In yeah. fact, I don't think I've ever been to a bar for New Year's. It's always been house parties that I've gone to. Either been to, hosted, or just never been to the bar scene for New Year's. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've never done that either. Really? Yeah. Oh, just you, Ricky. Damn. That's how I become a regular at a bar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Might be saying something about that. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, where are we after now? Uh, we'll jump straight into the synopsis. And there you go. Matt's covering that one. Alright, for today, as Lance said, we're going to be covering Season 1 of Dr. Stone. And in this one, you follow along in a world with a super genius named Senku, his friends, and then everyone else is turned to stone. And you see this mysterious green light. Fast forward 3,700 years, and you see Senku counting this entire time. And... He is finally able to break free from his petrification. And now that he is free, he starts bringing people back. And his goal is to bring everyone back from stone and bring them to a civilization back from the stone world. See, I'm glad you did the synopsis, Matt, because those big words... Uh, <laughs> Civilization, I, I, I yeah. can't even pronounce that word. <laughs> yeah, talk shit, Lance. <laughs> the, the fun part about this is it's crazy to think that you can jump into the future only to find yourself back into the stone world. And I think that's the fun concept of how uh, Dr. Stone gets to play. Yeah, this is definitely a, a different show than what we've been watching, especially mm-hmm. for these podcasts. But just in general, I haven't watched anything like this. No, it's very, very scientific. 
everything's very like planned out. I like how they plan everything out mm -hmm. and make it work. Uh, I I enjoyed the shit out of this. What's crazy is that this is considered a uh, shonen jump. Yep. And what we're used to as a shonen kind of show, or like superpowers and all that fun stuff, but Senku's superpower really is just being a genius as a kid. So I'm new to all this shit. What does uh -huh. that mean that you just said? This oh uh, the shonen jump. Um, have yeah. you ever played like the video game J Stars or anything like that? Uh, like Yu Yu Hakusho is considered J. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, Black Clover, Ooh. all the super powered, oh, okay. just anything super powered is typically considered Shonen Jump as long as it has like that kid friendliness to it. Not like Jujutsu. I'm pretty sure Jujutsu is not. Jujutsu, I believe, is actually because Shonen oh, yeah? Jump is actually a. I know that Jujutsu is a little mature, so I was a little on the edge. It's a um, into it. a book of mangas. Okay, is what Shonen Jump is. So you get a book of all these mangas. They're going to be typically shorter, uh, anywhere from, I think it's like 12 to 24 pages. Oh, so I it's thought be Shonen, like, I thought that like some kind of loose translation was like four kids or something like that. Mm. Um, that's just what I kind of heard on the side and not that I looked into it myself, but what I kind of was getting at was that all the Shonen stuff is typically superpower stuff. And here we are doing super hardcore science with no super powers or anything along those lines. I mean, unless you want to call a Tsukasa with fucking punching out a lion a superpower. Oh, that, so in my mind, I just kept on calling Hercules. <laughs> like, that's oh, just I who he is. Out my drink. Damn it, that was a good one. Like that's just who he is. He's, yeah, he's basically he's just yeah. a human with super strength and ridiculous like thought process. Oh yeah. Like when he's trying to chase down Senku, like from the beginning, he's thinking, "Oh, they're they're expecting me to do this, but why would they rustle?" The, you know what I mean? Just yeah. He's got that process. psychological breakdown on stuff. Yeah. Like, Super top-notch psychological breakdown, top-notch physical, uh, I don't know, features. But at the same time, he doesn't have the knowledge of all the science that Senku has. But, like, dude, this this guy's, like, OP. And he's only a high schooler. For real. Like, goddamn, slow down a little bit. I mean, <laughs> we're trying to make this as real, as realistic as possible with a little bit of bones to throw. And then you just make this as high schooler. You know, now that we're speaking of Tsukasa, um, back in his old life, uh -huh. was he, like, a boxer? Because we kept on seeing, like, flashbacks, and he's got boxing gloves on. I for, think so. Like most of the time. Now that you're saying that, that's that's my first influence is not influence, but that's my first impression. take impression on him. Yeah. Um, was a boxer. Not that I remember, but I'm also now that I'm thinking about it again. Now I'm starting to blend a bunch of different anime together. Oh, seriously, it starts to get that way. <laughs> like right now, I'm thinking Sukasa is like this guy from uh, uh, this Mars anime that I was watching that I was very disappointed with because there was also a, a boxing ring in there. And now that's making me think of that one. But uh, Maddie, haven't do you remember if he was a boxer or not? So they call him the strongest high school primates uh -huh. and i think it was just um any sort of fighting like he did any kind of fighting i don't think it was just straight boxing okay but obviously if he can take out a lion with one punch he can outbox anybody too yeah and uh after years of mma fighting sukasa gained uh permanently swollen knuckles on his index middle and ring finger so basically he's just done all mma stuff so okay. he can he can do everything apparently but i want to see the people that he fought against yeah they because if you're you were telling gave me this him this guy. title and just expect you to accept it. Yeah. So the people that you fought against are either dead or 
they're like somewhere near his level just to be able to be in that ring with him i guess you mm-hmm. know what i mean like there's certain so with boxing there's certain like weight classes right so, so there's got to be some people that are i'm not saying stronger than him but in his level where they can actually compete in a boxing ring and not just die because this dude's ridiculously strong i don't know old school have you if you haven't watched old school ufc fights where it's like the 400 pound guy taking on a 150 pound guy if he could take on a lion i'm pretty sure he can just kill everybody so oh yeah i mean he's also punching off heads off of stones like the stone people yep yeah i don't don't think that's an easy feat either and he was like chopping down trees with a spear fuck that (laughs) okay i like i can understand him punching on a lion because that's 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 a biological thing like not that trees aren't biological but like that's flesh and bone that you can mess with a lion's brain or something but the fact that he fucking chopped down that tree to land on kohaku i think that's a little bit of excessive liberties being taken there <laughs> that was the one okay that what was is, what does matt the, always say that's the only bitch there. Exactly. It's <laughs> anime, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the only thing i can say about that one other than that i think that's literally my only bitch about the show is so you're saying one punch a lion is more believable than cutting a tree. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Because, okay. okay. you know, know we haven't watched... Lands, but... I've watched lots of animes where <laughs> tiny swordsmen cut down trees, so... With a swipe. <laughs> With a swipe. Not <laughs> even Senku, aggressive swipe. Senku had to make this badass pulley system to get that tree off of Kohaku to begin with, and then... I have a bitch about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, yeah? He makes all these pulley systems, right? Uh Uh-huh. Like, he carves this tree out to make these pulleys. Mm -hmm. Took so much time to do that shit. Yeah. When he could have just carved the tree. Oh, yeah. And took it off. Chopped down the tree itself, yeah. (laughs) Because he was making wheels. He was Uh doing all this shit, like, intricate carving. Uh Uh-huh. Which, I'm guessing, you know... I've carved a couple shit here and there for fun. It takes a while. Yep. You could have just cut the tree. Like, yep. two, from two points, lifted it up, and you're done. I, I think in the the writer's perspective, the idea of that was to also include those same pulleys as the wheels for going down that hill. And so I, I think they're trying to do a two-for-one deal. I get there. it, but if you're going to yeah. bitch about oh, yeah, yeah. a tree getting cut down <laughs> on one swipe and you're not going to talk shit about this, yeah. Lance, we got a problem. <laughs> but before we get too far into our conversation, Lance, can you give us our Lance's lessons for the day? Yeah, I was uh, we kind of skipped that a little bit, so I was wondering if we we're going to do that at the beginning and the end. But yeah, let's go back to Lance's lessons. Yo! Today's Lance's lesson is going to be the Japanese word for stone. It is kaseki, spelled K-E-S-S-E-K-I. And this is obviously fitting because the show is called Dr. Stone and we learn throughout the series that different variations of rocks are incredibly important for creating literally anything scientific. So follow us on the social media pages and hit that like button and help us get the Lance's lessons out there. So now we can continue. I will say when I first started reading this... I got to page two and he was talking about all of, like making gas. I'm like, oh man, what did I get myself into? Because <laughs> I, I, I thought for sure that it was going to be, a, not that it wasn't scientific, but I thought 
there was going to be a lot more to it and it wasn't that bad it really wasn't like it wasn't yeah because me and matt have both seen all of dr stone seasons one and two at this point yep and so we already know what we're getting ourselves into so me and matt we were talking on the side real quick he's like he sent me just a screenshot of like what he was just saying like the page two or whatever and i'm like damn dude you're basically going to be reading like a science magazine science magazine a textbook like dude all these big ass words mm-hmm. and you're just gonna be like is this fuck is this really gonna be worth it because <laughs> it's one thing to listen to but if you're gonna be sitting there reading it like no one likes reading a textbook yeah and then that's basically what we're watching mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a no, science no well, that's we're watching it. it he's reading he's it. reading it. yeah exactly so yeah no he had I, a harder lesson i'm actually uh Episode four, remember uh, Mecha Senku? That's his first appearance. I loved Mecha <laughs> Senku. Yeah. Uh, so far that I remember, I think we've only seen him three times. I think three. But the first appearance in episode four uh, is when they're making the gunpowder. Yep. Uh, like, those are real fucking ingredients. Exactly. Bro. Do not try this at home, people. <laughs> yeah, he's telling, because obviously anime is targeted to the younger crowd, and he's Literally giving a step-by-step introduction on how to make gunpowder. <laughs> how to make explosives. As if America doesn't need explosives <laughs> anymore in the younger crowd. But I digress. Um, but I love Mecha Senku because he gives that breakdown. And everybody needs that breakdown because not everyone is a super genius like Senku is. Yeah. yeah I, and plus I, he just kind of looks a little cool. He does look really cool. And I like how he just goes like, all right, so don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> apparently that uh, w- that scotch is that smooth yeah yeah that's <laughs> don't don't take a breath while drinking the scotch Mekasenku Mekasenku that's a tip sorry um, Matt continue and well, just keeps telling us hey don't do this at home this is how you do it but don't do it right was- ooh since we're on the kind of that kind of topic of here's how you do it um do you guys happen to have a favorite kind of combination kind of ingredient deal like what was your favorite scientific thing that they made like at least something that comes to the top of your head okay ricky why you want to go first yeah put me on the spot like that yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. you want me to start since i brought it yeah, up go for yeah because i brought it up because i already had something in my mind um the cola deal cola was one of my favorites because i never realized i didn't obviously oh. i didn't do it myself but how simple cola was and what they were saying was it was what crushed cilantro and lemon zest and then what a little squirt of honey or something basically yeah and then put that with carbonated water and that should give you the basic formula for cola i thought that was pretty freaking sweet i didn't realize it was that like simple i mean obviously there's a million other ingredients and yeah pepsi and coke but it's slightly more complicated but the basic concept of cola uh is that and i mean when you're in the year what 57 57 38 57 38 just like the when they have ramen yeah yeah. that ramen was terrible terrible to the our standards but the fact that you still had it minus for senku the fact that it was still there it was great mm-hmm. so it, it was good how they could make some of those things that happened in what was senku's time happen in the future slash in the stone world yeah so you want to claim that one as yours is ramen or do you have a, another fun idea uh no i definitely like the ramen i thought the ramen one was the most uh what is it the um foxtail wheat ramen mm-hmm. uh, millet foxtail yep. millet yep yeah i think that was a very fun idea because why would you take some gross ass weed with a bunch of thorny things on top of it and turn that into something so delicious according to the stone age people's taste buds but still it was a good introduction to get to show senku does care about everybody even though he's kind of twisted he does actually care about everybody that's he's around Mm -hmm. he's kind of a narcissist isn't he oh yeah Uh, yeah because he writes his name on every fucking thing (laughs) (laughs) senku rockets and all that well i I was just i was just thinking about that because like obviously we know he's trying
trying to hide from uh, Sukasa, but he's writing his shit like his name on everything. Yeah. Let's just say like somebody were to pick up something and it has his name on it, I'm like, oh, we're fucking Senku's still alive. You know, yeah. it's just a small little clue. But yeah, I mean, even that little <laughs> tiny generator that the two guards were spitting around, I think was even called like a Senku, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Every, he, everything had his name on it. You're Senku right. Ramen. Yep. On the cart. That's like the snap on from the Stone Age. <laughs> yep. The Senku. Uh, uh, what was one of your favorite science invention kind of? Oh, uh, one that was like really impactful. Well, obviously for everybody there too was the light bulb. Yeah. So yeah. when they got that going and just like glue or like just it was glowing from from space. They showed you the scene from space, but mm. unrealistic. They were just trying to right. you know be excessive. But but yeah, it, the light bulb. Well, it's kind of funny that you say that because that makes me bring back a, a little memory. Not maybe not a memory, but like in in our own realistic personal history, um, the the deal with the Great Wall of China. I don't know if you guys know, but like the the, the origins of that were like the people who were making it were like I. I want this wall to be so long and big that they can see it from space. But in reality, when you're in space, you can't see the Great Wall of China. And it's because it's so thin. It doesn't matter how long it is. It's because it's thin. It doesn't even mm, okay. register. So yeah, I, I think that's that. a little ironic. But yeah, a, a glowing mm. Christmas tree from space. Yeah, so that's just yeah. where I was coming from. Another one that did just pop in my head, I forgot about it, is... Uh, I think this is probably my, my favorite. It's the cotton candy machine. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh. why are they making a cotton candy machine? And then, obviously, they mm-hmm. got to test it out with the cotton candy and then they make the gold wire the wire that was slick it was that that was tight But, yeah, because yeah, there's always a dual purpose to everything that Senku made, and I appreciate the shit out of that because there's something fun, and then there's something very serious about it. So I really like that. Uh, if I can go back to what you were saying about the the Coke or the cola, uh-huh. going back to that scene, that's like when I first started noticing. Don't you guys think that Gen and Senku are like very flirtatious? Very flirtatious. Mm. So I only say. Well, I can, I can say something on top of that. All right. Um, there was there was one moment in episode like two or three or something like that after Sukasa was revived and Sukasa was uh I can look up the little quote if I really wanted to right now but um Senku okay so, so Sukasa was obviously planning his uh demo- his deal to kill people and make a I shit. know what you're talking about and then Sukasa or Senku was like you're pra- why are you praising me there's only two reasons why people praise another person. And it's either you're flirting with me or you're plotting against me. So what is it? And that's what makes the viewers be like, okay, so Tsukasa really does have something up his sleeve. Mm-hmm. And that caught, that just caught my attention so hardcore. Cause you know, us as guys, when we go out and hunt for girls, you know, being manly, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we talk to girls for a reason. We're either, there's, there's reasons behind every action that you do. And that's what made me think like, damn, you, I don't know how psychological you want to get on stuff but there is an actual reason behind everybody's motive of everything and it's just it's just crazy i but i do think that uh sukasa was doing it just because he was generally or yeah generally appreciative of what senku did for him and not there was no ulterior motive behind it i think he was just trying to be like hey man i I appreciate it you're you know like one of two people alive right now so i'm thankful that i'm not alone and i'm not stoned so are you technically, are you basically saying that, uh, Senku gave him that idea? No, I, I, he was plotting it to begin with, but I think the reason why he had thanked Senku was just for a strict genuality. Gen, yeah, to oh, be okay. genuine and not, but I, it gives you, also gives you a, a view of how Senku thinks. 
Right. Because everybody always has a reason for doing something. Because Senku always has a reason for doing something. Oh, yeah. He's... The cotton candy machine. Yeah, he was being nice to everybody, but he was using it to make gold thread. This fucker's playing chess tenfold, bro. Like, yep. He's plus, way ahead. Plus, he was also trying to influence that, uh, at, what was her pink? Whatever, that, that super acrobatic chick that was spying on him in the yeah. distance. Like, they the gave her a thing of cotton candy, too. Mm-hmm. Momoji? To make, Momoji? I don't remember. The pink lady. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't write down her name. But, I mean, obviously, she's going to be in the list somewhere. And she's spoiler alert she's in season two obviously but they gave her cotton candy to make him think that like okay well we're not so bad and i know you're spying on us but here's some like truce kind of deal uh, it's that's a, how i kind of took it homora yeah homora 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 that there we go that's what her name is but yeah no he's always thinking ahead mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate that about this show because mm-hmm. i get i get mad like obviously you know there's some times where like what the fuck is he doing man like why is he doing this shit yeah. and then later you come to find out like everything was planned out strategically mm-hmm. and, and oh yeah this that's gonna be the fun part about this because me and matt have seen all this and this is ricky's first time so now we get to just oh. sit here and grin at all of ricky's like <laughs> oh i i enjoyed this shit <laughs> first time around kind of deal yeah um oh okay before we get too much further um let's talk about favorite characters because okay. i think that's something that we usually do so anybody, matt do you have a favorite character um oh man it i don't want to be chalky and just go with senku but i i did really like senku and then i'd probably have to go with chrome chrome yeah just because of of, this was a guy that thought he was doing sorcery to begin with and spent his entire life collecting rocks, essentially becoming a stone world version of Senku. Mm-hmm. And trying to do everything that Senku did, minus, you know, all the knowledge of what the future slash past held. So he could... And I just thought that was great. And the fact that he was doing, like, when the tournament came around, and he he was okay with losing. Like, he... he everybody knew that he loved Rory. Yep. Which but, was sad, because you want to root for him, but you know he doesn't have that, like, the physical yep. aptitude to just make it to the top. Yeah, he's, he's never going to be, like, Magma... Or your uh, Kadryu, and just he's the science guy, and it was good that he was forthcoming enough to be a be like, yeah, I do love her, but that's as far as it's going. So, what about you, Ricky? Um, it's a little out there, man. Uh, can't even. I don't even know his name. Yakuya, maybe. Sure, kind of. Yakuya. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which one is that? Senku's dad. Byakuya. 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 Yeah, there you go. Uh, stepdad for the win, bro. Yeah, he is. A so that shit hit me personally. They're like, not blood. Yeah. Because Ricky is a stepdad to all of his kids at the moment. Yeah, because they they said that he's not his blood father, but Mm -hmm. just his father. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely by far favorite just because of how close he was with his son Mm -hmm. and what he did to... Try to. Oh, you're not your. He man. did everything. Like he, he, he did everything he could to. He sold his car to buy science equipment for Senku. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's that's a huge thing just to encourage your child, and it's mm-hmm. not even your blood child. Like that just that just shows it doesn't matter if you're blood related or not. Being a father means being there for a child that you care about, and yep. it, I think that's so powerful, especially because I don't know a single other anime that has a quote unquote stepdad so i think that's another kind of barrier to cross over but yeah ricky like you're considered a stepdad and mm-hmm. you're doing an amazing job as a father i appreciate that man but yeah uh like i said he was just my favorite even when they were not in outer space like even though he's not as smart as senku i don't think anybody is mm-hmm. but he figured out a way of trying to find out when this stone 
that turned everybody into stone originated because of like the timestamps on social media. Yes, shit. exactly. Yep, yep. So like because oh, no. of his, because he, of he's just a leader him. too. Yep. So he took control of the space station. And then when they went back to Earth, oh, oh, he's just a great leader. So South yep. America, by the way, wasn't that what it was? They pinpointed the social media yep. stoppages to South America. They it didn't did. go much further than that. But I'm super interested in what's going on. So now that you bring that up, when they went back to Actually, before we get further, I'll, I'll come back to this. Lance, what is your favorite character? Who is your favorite character? Oh, um, typically, I do not like choosing the main character as my favorite character. But Senku is definitely my favorite character. And I don't want to get too carried away on talking about the main character because everybody knows the main character. Matt, I am very, very much close to Chrome being my next one. But at the same time, kind of want to go with the bad guy, Sukasa. Okay. Like, like what we were just saying earlier, like, he's got that psychological breakdown of how he reversed psychology the whole like when uh senku and uh taiju and yuzuriha were trying to run away and they're trying to make it look like it was a rush and then like he would just reverse psychology like he's smart he's strong but he just doesn't have that scientific advantage that senku has i don't know well not he's even just there it's just his i guess his morals or his values are are in a different place yep. you know He'd be OP, like he'd be the best character in my opinion uh, if he didn't have that fucked up exactly uh, thought and, of yes. and, not letting the adults live. Yeah, and what sucks the most is that he's ready to just be the brute force of the world. Yep. But I think it's inevitable that science takes over, and that's why we are who we are today is because you know people just get smarter and smarter, and you find out what works and what doesn't, and that's kind of science in a nutshell: what works, what doesn't, and. Just what you just said, uh, they, they, Senku talks about that with mm-hmm. Chrome. Like, even if Senku wasn't alive, yeah. eventually, eventually they'll progress because look at Chrome. Chrome, yeah, he was just a, a random ass guy that just so happened to be interested in, in how things worked. Colorful rocks. And colorful, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he didn't know exactly what they were, but he, Chrome knew that certain rocks were stronger than others and that they're just the properties themselves, which is just, that's why I fucking love science. Yep. Science and, is just so amazing. And I think, I don't know, I could be completely wrong. But I feel like they, the creator made Sukasa to be kind of like, oh man, kind of question whether you wanted to root for the bad guy or not. Right. Because a lot of things that he says is true. It's like, hey, these adults that. Yes. Sukasa does bring up those good points. See, but at the end of the day, isn't he like just being. But he's doing yeah, the same thing. He's, yeah. he's, he's doing, doing the exact, exact same thing. thing. Yep. Which makes me like. So that's what solidifies why I don't want to root for him. And I'm not going to do, I'm not going to get too carried away because me and Matt know more than you know, but he's still the bad guy and he's a bad guy for that reason. I can't, I can't take that any further. Sorry. I'm, I was already, <laughs> I already just, we'll be talking about a little too. In a little bit. Well, yeah, our next episode will be like season two, but Ricky's not there quite yet, so we can't we get won't too carried away. For him. I'm only three episodes in this season. <laughs> so I did I did continue watching after season one just because I'm interested. But to be very honest with you, I don't remember the first three episodes of season two. And that's okay. That'll be <laughs> next episode. Yep, we'll we'll talk about season two. Definitely will. Just on another episode. Oh yeah. man. Also, the whole reason that we're even talking about Doctor Stone at this point is because season three just got announced. So, in honor
corner of season three, we're going to cover seasons one and two to prepare our listeners for season three. Yep. And I do, I, I'm looking forward to talk about season two just because it's called Stone Wars. Yep. Which is something in the manga that they kind of go over. And I'll talk about that later as well. Right. Is the start of the Stone Wars. Uh, Ricky, you were, you were, you are having a question for Lance. Oh yeah. What were you, what, what were we talking about? <laughs> I can't remember to be honest with you. Um, what were we talking about? All right. Anyway. So when some of the, the sub characters, do you guys, of all the machines that were built, by uh Kazuki. What what was your favorite one that he did? Kazuki the old man. Yep. Um the first thing to come to my mind is his clap his glass building skills cuz obviously he took complete control over yep. glass. So glass itself was pretty cool. Um that's just my first thought, but now that I'm continuing to think a little bit further, I think it was Chrome had the idea, but Kazuki was the one that actually created it, and I think it was the the water wheel for the generator. Yep. And I think that one's the most important one because that's almost free energy. I can get get down with that one. What about you, Ricky? Yeah, I think I'll agree with the water wheel or the imperfect katanas. I like that. The Japanese katanas are pretty freaking sweet. Yep, but they were in a hurry. They could only fold them twice, I believe. Ooh. Yep. And yes and no. Um, Senku was talking about how the traditional Japanese katana was folded like what, sixteen times, ten times, something along those. Yes. But as science progressed, they found out that the imperfections honestly didn't get much better after two or three folds. So yeah, you might be. It's not traditional. It's not traditional and it's not super, super, super perfect. But to make a katana after two folds was basically the same thing. I mean, we're talking minute percentages at that point. That's kind of what I took from what he was saying. So, yeah. Well, no, I I get what you're saying. But to a craftsman, Uh, like the old man, he ain't taking that shit. Yeah. (laughs) He's doing it perfect or it's not fucking done at all. Right. Oh, and there was times that Koski was like, the chrome went on a hunt for something. And then he's like, I want to make something super awesome for Chrome to come home to because he was going to be Chrome was going to be gone for like three days and he's like I want to surprise Chrome with something new and awesome so Kasi is pretty fucking awesome yeah that was uh, Chrome was looking for copper yeah he went and looked for copper oh, copper was it and he made him a light like a headlamp oh yeah so they could go uh, spelunking spelunking and it's just I do enjoy the, the like the tearjerker parts of this mm-hmm. like when Byakuya is talking into just the the record the record and just yep you get that tear jerker and then you got when sukasa and or not sukasa's uh senku and chrome are talking to kasaki and he's like man i wish i had friend i would have had friends like you guys and they're like what do you mean we're your friends we love doing these crafting <laughs> things with you what's and he just gets all emotional about it and it, it was just it was nice to see that even though as he said he's 50 years older it's like it doesn't matter how much older you are than somebody if you've got something that you both have a passion to do why can't you be friends right. uh just something that's relatable that's all that matters yep so i got a question for you Whose waking story did you like the most? Waking story? Ooh, like yeah. a shell breaker? Yeah. I don't know if I typically have a favorite, but if I was to have kind of like a new origin kind of story, uh, Gin's was is probably my favorite at the moment. And that's because of the, well, I think it was the final episode, the final couple episodes. Episode 10. Oh, no, no, oh, no that's what it is. But I, I meant going back to uh, Senku's birthday deal. Oh. Okay. When Gin was freely broken out and then he's just getting amazed that Senku just so happened to be so smart to keep it, everything intact even after all this stuff. I don't know if I would really consider that a breakout story. That's 
That's kind of a side story. You're talking about breaking out from the petrification. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Um, like, which yeah, one interesting I don't. I don't think that. Would, I don't. I can't consider that one a, pe- a breakout. So I guess I have to take that one back. Um. Here, let me uh throw that back at you, Ricky. I I, I don't have one off the top of my mind. Um, I like uh, Taiju's just because at first it confused the shit out of me mm-hmm. how he was like in the cave, like how how after the whole three thousand years, three seven hundred years past, whatever. Like how would he end up there? And then obviously you end up finding out. Mm-hmm. His waking up story that Senku brought him there right. to eventually wake up. So that was one of my favorites because he he wasn't in his original place. Right. Yeah. He was moved. Mm-hmm. Matt, I'd have to say Senku just because he counted was it like nine billion seconds or something like that. Just well, I don't remember the number, but whatever. It, it was seven hundred years. Turns out I know it had to be over. It has to be over a billion seconds. I think billion sounds small at this point. I don't know. Um. So a, a million seconds is like ten years, uh, and then I think it's. Um, um, a billion seconds is like a thousand years or something like that, which is crazy to think that the distance between a million and a billion is between 10 years and a, and a thousand years. That's something we can look right. up real fast. Do you fast. know the Calc- date he woke up? Uh, I don't. I know you have it written down, right? Yep. April 1st. April 1st, 5738. I was about to do the math. I'm not even fucking <laughs> No, he writes it on a tree. Oh, no, I meant, like, how many seconds are in a year slash billion years. How many seconds are in 3,700 years? I was about to do the math, but I've been drinking a little bit. I don't care. <laughs> no, we're good. Uh, it is uh, 116,683,200,000 seconds. Oh, so we are still there. Okay. I thought we were going to be talking about trillions, quadrillion, quad, whatever. Whatever, quad. <laughs> All right. Not that big of a deal, but I just, you know. So you like saying. I do like Senkus. I I would have to say I like uh, Taijus. I would have said Taijus if you hadn't said it, but I like Taijus just because the whole reason why he stayed awake was because he was so bound and determined to confess his feelings to Yuzuriha. Mm-hmm. And right as soon as he was about to say it, of course, he gets petrified. I have. Um, I'm gonna, I'm just going to throw a bone out there because I want to go off of what Matt was saying um, about unpetrifying people because I want to continue off of that one. But I guess at this I'll just throw a simple one for myself. Uh, Sukasa's being revival. His revival is because they needed protection. And I thought someone for that brute force, they were deciding between a friend or someone for protection. And I think that's a fair enough decision. I think I would have made the same decision in the same situation, obviously, because it's life or death. But... Yep. That and the, when he does break out is super badass, too. Mm. They made it super badass. Yeah. Like he's, he's like talking. Yeah, he's he, not he even broken him, out yet. Yeah. You gave him like a five second description we're 3700 years in the future you've been froze you've been petrified this entire time we're back in the stone ages fucking beat up that lion and mm-hmm. we're surrounded by lions yeah, yeah. all right <laughs> i'm pretty sure i'm okay. actually watching that right now it's uh episode two i believe two but seven, all right um before i just want to i remember what i was going to ask you oh okay. um so i'm glad you picked him because what do you what like what do you guys think he was doing when he got petrified because I'm, I'm looking at the image and it looks like he's taking a shit like like <laughs> Like it looks like he's like oh, sitting really? in the toilet and just just petrified. But yeah, that's maybe, what I want to ask you. Maybe he was <laughs> somebody because it's out of seven billion people. The probability of seven billion people getting petrified. Lots of those people are taking <laughs> shits when they got petrified. <laughs> what a terrible way to go out. <laughs> yeah, because I'm looking at it right now. He's just sitting there chilling. He might have had a cell phone playing, you know, Candy Crush or something. <laughs> 
probably know he could have even been on a couch. But it's more fun to think that he was on a toilet. I I will make a, a funny joke and just say that uh, he was sitting on his throne with a harem around him. Just a bunch of women. Might as well. I mean, he was already <laughs> popular as fuck. Yeah, he, where he the girls at? Where they got fuck? washed away. What are you talking about? He was... Just, it's true. They were talking about floods and stuff like that. People got washed away. And he's so badass that nothing moved him. He just sat there the entire <laughs> 3,700 years. His ass so heavy. Stayed. <laughs> some big old shit. <laughs> um, I think some small thing that they didn't necessarily touch on too much was that the first couple characters that were revived, we got told... That the entire 3,700 years that they were constantly thinking. Senku was counting. Taiju was thinking about Yuzuriha. But more and more we'll find out. And unfortunately, Ricky, sorry, season two, we're going to see a lot more people. But anybody can get revived. So they put emphasis on the process of thinking. So if anybody can get revived, are they skipping the fact that they might have tried to revive some people and because they gave up immediately, they're like dead, dead. And then we're just skipping over reviving dead people or are we getting to the point that we can revive literally anybody and we're just going to overlook the fact that they just so happen to be thinking for 3,700 years I think Thoughts? in the rare perspective I think they forgot about it mm-hmm. because like that. yeah I, that's a good point I was thinking about that too especially during the conversation you and Matt were having uh, they're reviving a shit ton of people yep. like, especially uh, Sukasa's army a shit ton of just brute people that I honestly don't think they had the intelligence enough to just sit there and think yeah, the the boneheads that he's been yeah. reviving and why would they think so I just think they skipped that and they're like fuck it that was probably uh, a little detail we probably shouldn't have put in just because it makes it a little bit more difficult to inter- or to integrate it to other people. but Right, because in the beginning of the series, it made it sound like if you weren't thinking... You're because uh, Senku was talking about that he would start to like black out or white or whatever. He would start to un- get unconscious after X amount of seconds. And they made it sound like if that was the case, then you'd die. I, I don't think... It, I wouldn't take it as dying. I would think it more of fa- like falling asleep. Is that too? Uh, that's, I think that's what he was doing. Like his... The, essentially his brain would get so tired that he'd fall asleep for we'll say a couple hours and then wake back up and just constantly keep redoing that and just everybody else i know for me personally when i fall asleep i it's, it's dark so i bet you they thought for a little while because you see you do see in the first episode when everybody gets all petrified you see everybody being all afraid and yeah, all these other people things. asking for mommy and help and yep and I bet you a lot of them eventually they fell asleep and just didn't wake back up. Mm-hmm. But then to go into your second point where it's like, did they just die? Well, we saw Senku, Senku get revived from being dead because of the petrification. That's a good point. Yeah, that's true because technically he died and then the revival fluid used the stone to regenerated. Revive I forgot about that. Man. Yeah. So I think that's how they made up for the fact of them not bringing up the thinking part. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep. Yeah, because yeah, so, yeah, that's un- a good point. Yeah, he was completely unconscious during all that because he was technically dead. Yep, and, and yeah, it's kind of cool. They somewhat cheated to be able to help bring Senku back to life, which is fine. It's, uh-huh. it's a creative loophole essentially, and I'm cool with that. Instead of just being like, "Oh yeah, um, he didn't actually kill me, but we saw you snap his neck." Yeah, but that didn't happen. It's like, eh, <laughs> uh, Ooh, all right. I did put a little star next to that when Sukasa quote unquote killed. Sanku. Yep. If you're going for the kill slot, 
Uh, I mean, he took a blade to his cervical cord or whatever. Wouldn't you see a bunch of blood or anything along those lines as a killer? I don't think he used a blade. I think he used his hands. Didn't he have that, that staff with a stone at the end of it? He did, but I don't think he used it. I think he used his hands. I think he just because, like, karate chopped him? Yeah, he basically snapped. Well, he did snap his neck. But uh-huh. I think it was more of um like a symbolic thing to use his hands. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to kill you with my own hands versus mm-hmm. using this okay. weapon. Yeah, because there was a point or two that Tsukasa at the end of the series said, like, I killed him with my own hands. Yep. Whether that was, you know, like actual hands or, figuratively. or just figuratively, yeah. Um, so there's that. I thought it was also kind of cool that uh, Senku was talking of, like, the fact that he was constantly cracking his neck, yep. giving attention to his neck so that smart Tsukasa would think to just aim for the neck because that would be quicker. So there's some psychology kind of shit going on there on Senku's part. I mean, he's always doing, everything he does is for a reason. There's yeah. always a purpose for everything. Then it's, uh, what'd you guys think of, because really there's no, besides um Tsukasa fighting the well one punching the lion like the only fighting you get is during the tournament to become chief of the unknown village at this point what do you guys think of that little pseudo tournament that happened ooh what was the the turn i had I started down what was the tournament called the uh, grand the grand belt yeah, yeah. grand belt uh, I, I i like the concept of it ooh. Yeah, I like the concept of it. Um, because like we talked about earlier in the in this episode that we were talking that this is a uh, primitive. No, no, no. Sorry, what's the word for uh, shonen? Shonen. Okay, yep. We were talking earlier that this was a shonen series, and a lot of shonen series has some kind of tournament style deal that goes on. At least in today's uh, you know, relative. Yep. (laughs) Um, in today's relative uh animes, there's always some kind of back to back fighting sequence, and that's what this bout was. About. And I thought that was really cool. I really did appreciate that, especially with the uh, little sciencey things they threw into the mix. How the uh, evolution of people getting better and stronger, mm-hmm. um, especially how they threw us off in the very beginning with uh, magma versus. Bro, I'm glad. Uh, Kinro. Kinro. I'm glad. I took a screenshot of. <laughs> so they're, they had this. They had this huge plan, right? Yeah. How they're going to make this happen. <laughs> and they made and then, us viewers think that it was going to be the final battle. Yeah. But it was then, the first And battle. then they finally reveal the little figures because they got to draw the little faces. Mm-hmm. They, they finally reveal who's going first. And then they cut to this, like, like this little, I don't know, sketch of these guys was, like, all white. And just, dude, that cracked me the fuck up. <laughs> the comedy in this I'm show posting that is on Instagram, by top the way. notch. Yes. I, I laugh so often in this show. Yeah, they definitely get uh, get a lot of your emotions out of this one. Oh, yeah. And it was, was kind of cool because then he was, uh, Connor Yu is talking about how. There's yeah. that picture. <laughs> yeah, everyone's whited out. Yeah, that's a good picture. Like, oh, it. fuck. Yeah, and, but. Just, it it was hilarious that well not hilarious excuse me uh, I like the fact that he talked to Connery talked about how well not really he didn't talk about it but they had mentioned that he can't he's got the blurry the vision or the um ooh yeah what do they call it they I'm trying to blank blurry it sickness yeah blurry yeah. sickness that's what it is and when he finally gets his gets a Suika's helmet glasses the, the melon yeah. helmet yeah bro he looked badass he looked <laughs> super badass I was gonna tell you rookie take a screenshot of that and post that cause that looks super awesome yeah that definitely looked exactly like he was like a or superhero even in the manga. I don't know if the I would assume the manga also took a screenshot of that essentially but like I could totally see him pulling off that look for the rest of the series but bro. he but he didn't. I was hoping they make him something more unique than just glasses. Because you know he needs glasses. Right. But I was hoping they make him like a helmet like she has, like Suika has. Mm-hmm. Bro, he looks so badass with that thing. That helmet was awesome. <laughs> that that sounded that to me, 
I don't know why, but that helmet made me think of, uh, what's that old Xbox game where it's like you're in hell and you're fighting demons and you're going to shoot them all down? There's like three of them. Devil May Cry? No, not Xbox. Regular Xbox. It was an Xbox exclusive. Oh, man. I don't oh, remember. Cool. Matt, you used to have this game. I did? Uh-huh. Dante's Inferno? No. No, that's it's older than that. It's a first-person shooter like double zero, 007, and you're going through and you just... Doom? Doom. That's not in hell. It wasn't hell, but it, it makes me feel hellish. When... Oh, shit. What's this guy's name? Kiro. Kiro. When Kiro had that melon on it for whatever reason i'm not exactly sure but it just reminded me of doom and that's probably a real long shot but i'm just gonna stick to my ground on that one just, <laughs> just keep on sleeping that just, it just made me think of this that's not now that's when i was watching it at the moment <laughs> no he looked badass in that thing he definitely he looks super badass in that and it, it was it was really good to see that just i i really enjoyed that and then you know, Magma is playing on knows, knows exactly how what he's like because he's like, well, that's cheating because you, you didn't actually somebody brought it through it from outside the ring. And but he didn't use it as a weapon. He right. didn't use and it as a weapon. That was the reasoning. But then he lost because he was distracted. Exactly. Yeah. But bullshit. But honestly, that's um, it's also good because it's true like if you wear a helmet like you don't know what's going on behind you mm-hmm. so you got to be mindful of your surroundings granted it was super fucked up that he attacked him from behind but i mean it's a no or sportsmanship yeah. fucking can from street fighter bro mm-hmm. so i want mantle real quick since we're on this little shitty situation magma and mantle that little tiny guy that goes and tries to oh, i didn't even catch his name yeah his name's mantle the one who told everyone that uh, Suica was drowning. Yeah. Oh, quick little. I, I mean, as we learned through the series, there's a lot of uh, Japanese to English translations. Suica apparently means watermelon, or at least melon, one of the two. But yeah, that was a. It was fun learning a couple of things because uh, Senku said that Suica meant melon. Is ironic. But anyway, Mantle told everybody that he saw Suica drowning, but really he just tied her up. That little fucking bastard. Well, I thought it was funny where they were like, "Well, how how do you know she was going down for this if?" Yeah. if you, you saw her drowning and you came all the way over here to tell us well yeah to me mantle just reminded me of the little ankle biter they can't do anything and just follows orders <laughs> yeah i like i said i didn't really pick, I, I saw him i know what you're talking about mm. but he just wasn't important to me because i i honestly didn't think he was gonna be a big deal and he wasn't he isn't no. but watching this for a second time you just pick up on other things like man fuck that guy <laughs> so um got a question for you uh do you guys have any like little favorite shout outs or little scenes or characters that reminded you of other shit? Like, with you, with like you I saying, mentioned before, Ken from Street With Life. you saying that, um, there was in the later series where they're talking, where Senku was talking about how awesome his timeline used to be. And he was talking about oh, there was lights and there was all this fun stuff. And, and I mean, eventually it worked up into like a fake ass Goku using, uh, when he was talking about manga and he was, showed his fake ass Goku <laughs> shooting out his coming high at the screen. And it was like a split second but it was those kind of shout outs i really appreciate because yeah they're the reason anime is what they are today it's because mm-hmm. those stepping stones and i don't know if that's where you were going but no, no, that's no. just what made me think no yeah absolutely that's what i'm talking about um like i mentioned before magma looks like ken from street fighter oh sure um one of my favorite little quotes is one of those uh brute guys just the the followers for yeah Shukasa. he they're invading the village, and he's, I think he's the leader of, like, just the stupid, you know, the grunts. The guy in the mask? No, not that guy. Not but the other guy next Hyoga? to him. Yoga? I think Hyoga. Not the girl. No, Hyoga is the one with the, the spear that he 
Oh, so yeah, was, not him. Yeah, I'm talking about the other generic, you know, wannabe. Just the muscle head looking guys. Yeah. Oh. But he gets like punched in the face and he's like, he broke in my nose. <laughs> it reminded me of the longest yard, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's holding, he broke in my nose, he broke bro. broke in my nose. That, that, like, I wrote that down because it just reminded me of the longest yard with Adam Sandler. Yeah, that was good. Uh, they, they had a couple of little shout outs. I can't remember on top of my head, but I know for a fact they had other little scenes where they, like, mention or give shout outs to different anime and manga. Mm-hmm. You, Matt, pick up on anything? The only thing I can think of is every time that, uh, Kasaki turns into his, like, super buff yeah. i keep thinking of master roshi yeah exactly yeah okay yeah that's where i went to mm-hmm. every time his clothes ripped off it was master roshi yeah and, and that was that was probably the the biggest one that i had noticed as far as references are concerned okay. um i got something that i picked up on kind of quickly um so, did you guys happen to recognize who chrome's voice actor was english voice actor mm-hmm. i did not okay so watching this for the same time obviously um i was like his voice act his voice voice is way too familiar and i looked into it and it's ari freta's hajime oh okay we, we just got done doing <laughs> that episode i'm like and it just so happens to be a back-to-back episode but yeah it was hajime's voice is uh chrome well now i'm gonna hear that when we watch season two yeah right so Interesting. yeah no, i didn't really get into the whole voice I, I just love trying to connect pieces because obviously there's only a there's a handful of voice actors for the anime world, but I, I just like doing that. Yeah, I know I follow some anime pages and like anytime there's a birthday and you'll see a, a voice actor's birthday and it's like, fuck, how many people did you create voices for? Because some people have like 30 people they created. I'm like, man, that's a lot. Like Speaking, voice- speaking of birthdays, uh, do you guys remember Senku's birthday? Ooh. It is January, is it January 6th? Close. No idea. Senku? Senku shares a birthday with me, huh. January 4th. Oh, nice. really? Yeah. <laughs> um, I totally forgot about this on the first run, and I went back into it. But when they were doing the splunking, and, and Gin was like, keep him busy for like three days, and we had just gotten done with the New Year's episode, which was also a side note. It was really fun that we had a Christmas episode and a uh, New Year's episode as far as you know us Westerners go. But I was doing the mental math of myself. I'm like, we just got done with New Year's. They told him to stay away for three days. I think that's going to be super ass close to my birthday. <laughs> and then, of course, Senku comes back January 4th. It's his birthday. Stone, whoa, stone Day, they called it or whatever. And yeah, they, surprised him. they surprised him with the telescope. I was like, fuck yeah, we have the same birthday. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, that was something I wanted to throw out there. That's awesome, bro. That's, that's, that's cool. Me and Senku. Cool. And then it was when uh, Yin asked him about, it's like, how was how long? I don't, you, yeah, I don't even know how how old I am. He's like, just count the number of days. And it's like six thousand something. Yeah. And it's like, what? What? And he figured it out. Yeah, I thought they, that was I thought that was pretty good. Do a little birthday party for his crush. <laughs> <laughs> I like Ian. I like him a lot. I oh, hated him at first, same. obviously, because when you don't know any better. You think he's just going to backstab everybody, but you just find out more and more that obviously he wants to be on the winning side, but obviously everyone wants to be on the cool sciencey side that can invent all these cool new things. But he also has all these tricks up his own sleeve that helps him out. And he's a, he's a valuable enough character. And I, I like him a lot. Now that we're, we're at Gin right now, um, one of my favorite scenes is when they, when they just make up that bluff that they have a gun. The gun scene, I Fuck, loved it. Bro, that was loved smart. that scene. It was <laughs> smart as fuck. Fuck. Yeah. Because that 
The gunpowder in the tube itself was 99% of the way there to be a gun. Yep. I, I mean, all he needed was to have what? He a projectile. Have, have some like, kind of projectile. He could have put a rock at the end of that tube, but they decided to throw a rock instead. But the concept behind all of that illusionary gun, I thought was fucking spot on. I was so amazed. I get so amazed by everything that they do scientifically in this show. That's why this mm-hmm. is one of my favorite anime. Yeah, man. I failed science like three years in high school. <laughs> I'm learning this shit now. <laughs> oh, but it's so much fun learning this when you're older, when you want to learn it. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different story. So technically, that it would be a gun. Uh, the, I want to say, it was the pirates and seafaring people. It was a, like a blunderbust, which is basically just a some gunpowder that they put a bunch of stuff into a, a tube and so like shoot it. Shotgun style? Shotgun. It, yep. And but they would put like crazy a bunch of crazy things into it, but a metal, muzzle loader, metals and whatnot. It, yeah, it was a muzzle. Basically, is but it, the, I mean pirates. So we're talking probably thirteen hundreds kind of kind of time mm. frame. Oh, I thought you were say dumb people, but I mean there's I mean they're smart and dumb at the same time. <laughs> but um, so he didn't have rifling, and that's kind of what makes guns useful because mm. you can't really aim anything if it doesn't have if it's a hollow board. But he was almost there. He was close. It was. It was a, I love. I just loved it. it was great scene to scare them off mm-hmm. but then that fucking chick had to come and burn the village down from behind them so it was a Just loss in the end smart on their part too yeah you, know, you gotta appreciate both sides exactly yeah. you know you need that drama and mm-hmm. that's exactly what, what that was and that was great but it worked out in senku's favor in the end because then he built they rebuilt all the huts and put furnaces inside of all of them furnaces yep so. um not only that but that gunpowder deal brought to light the small opportunity of that bomb that senku had in his hand that the wind blew out they never capitalize on that fucking bomb you guys remember that no okay so when Tsukasa's army was invading them uh, senku was on the bridge and he had that little hand bomb with a fuse and but it was a it was a stormy windy day so the Tsukasa wanted to invade them on that so that the wind would blow out their guns Mm -hmm. well senku had that little bomb and the wind blew it out and that was the only time that you got to see that bomb but it never actually worked but we never get to see it again i think it was the first now yeah, for now. I think it was for a dud for sure, mm-hmm. just because they want to make the illusion like, oh, they're powerless. Oh, it could have been an illusion, but at the same time, it could have been a real thing. It could have just been like, okay, well, plan A is we use this bomb. Plan B, it doesn't work, so we go to plan B. So I think that's how that probably would have been thought out. But at the same time, they have Senko. What was he lighting it with? What was he trying to light it with that it went out? It was just a fuse. It, it, he lit the fuse, and the wind blew it, the fuse out. The, okay. the wind and uh, yeah. rain. Yeah, yeah. Senko's not a smoker, bro. He doesn't know that little... <laughs> <laughs> Get a cup it. Yeah. <laughs> they, they did light it in Senku's defense. Yeah, it was lit. And yeah, it got we got to cup it. Yeah, yeah so yeah. We, didn't, we, we didn't get to see some awesome bomb action. At least any sequential bomb action. That, But then again, after that fight, it was all science-y stuff after that. Because now they're preparing for the Stone Wars. So... So spe- it's not so, like we can really worry about bombs as it is. So speaking of this question is really only for Ricky because we have Lance, you and I have already seen season two. What's something you're looking forward to for season two? More, more fighting, more action. Not, not, not that I'm disappointed in the season one because there's only limited fighting. Okay. But just to see more action, I want to see, uh, even though I don't really like the guy, Sukasa, I want to see what he can really do if he, if he needs to get down to the nitty gritty, you know? All right. So yeah, that was, I mean, I can 100% see what you're saying, Ricky, about wanting for season two. Cause I know when I first started watching season two, basically a lot of what you were saying is what I was looking forward to. So yeah, just a little bit 
more action. Yeah. Not I'm you know I'm content with what I got now because obviously it's great. It's I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the it's science great. thing is awesome, especially when they're teaching you real shit. <laughs> yeah, literally, though, it, literally real shit. Yeah. It could be uh, a little dangerous for people, but yeah, no, it's great. Um, it's just when you watch anime, you kind of think of action. Most of the time, I at least Most I do. Time. Yeah, I do. And uh, especially yeah, Shonen. Stone Wars, I feel it's gonna be pretty awesome just to yep. see those two powerful guys. Even though we don't like them, to see those two powerful guys kind of work together. Which which is better, science or might? That's pretty much what mm-hmm. season two is gonna be. Yep. And, and it's good. It's good to watch. Um, I have a quick question, and this I think this might be my final question. Um, when we saw the petrification wave engulf Earth, I don't know how physics and science can explain it. It, but why does waves of that caliber just so happen to go around a spherical thing? Why did the wave of petrification go around Earth and not expand into space itself? Gravity. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my first thought too, but like... You can't stop radio waves or microwaves or stuff like that. That shit's just going to keep going forever. So the petrification wave just so happens to engulf Earth and only Earth. And I know Byakuya and his crew in Soyuz, the Soyuz? Was that, was that Soyuz. What the, Soyuz, the rocket, mm-hmm. they were safe in space, which on first hand makes sense. But like I was saying, why doesn't the petrification wave expand into space itself? Like why, why does it have an end point? Why does it have to be? engulfing earth and that's it well they i know they talk about the senku ha- basically gives three hypotheses oh yeah i wrote the little of, those are good ones what he believes happened it was either a bacteria that just happened to spread the spread the earth it was like a basically a nuclear or a military strike that got out of hand and then his third option was aliens I think his I think his actual first option was alien. No, well, no. I'm just saying that of the the th- yeah, those were the three. Yes, yes, th- yes. And so I asked my wife. I'm like, so if this happened, what what do you think would be? She didn't give me a good answer, but oh, <laughs> I was gonna say, damn, what she said. I was super interested. Yeah, for real. Uh, just go get like a tally. Like, if I ask my wife, she's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, but me personally, I think it was aliens. Just because you go the if, alien route, only because bacteria doing the entire world in one swoop doesn't sound believable. No, I wouldn't do that. Uh, military, I could see military doing it, but I feel like if the military had done it, they would have found a way to also make sure that they didn't get petrified. So that seems kind of off. Um, no, I want to branch off of that. And then to me, but that's just my my thought. And Lance, you can give your thought and why you think it might be the military. But the other option of those three options, I believe it's aliens, just because the other two just don't seem plausible. And I'm not saying that I believe aliens are going to come attack us. <laughs> but uh, if I had to choose between the three, I would think it would be aliens. So let me let me I think let me poke your brain a little bit. If it's aliens, then what was the purpose? And why didn't they take over Earth? Because and I why th- only humans slash sparrows? No. Sparrows. Thank you. That's another question I wanted. But go ahead, Matt. Which uh, is what I want to dive into with my... Maybe a science experiment to see what would happen. If uh, Because if, if there were aliens, they would probably know what Earth was like before humans came to, sh- came to be. And seeing kind of like, hey, if we do this, is what essentially Senku is trying to do, is that going to happen? Or... Or is it basically going to be from zero over again and everything's going to start over? Kind of like a giant uh, science experiment. So the aliens are basically our god. A, a small kid version of God 
trying to see <laughs> potentially how Earth. It's a yeah, simulation. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's theories that we're, we're just a giant projection and it's just a simula- all yeah, it was, no, it's simulation. Yeah, simulation hypothesis. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, why not? Actually, funny, I was just reading an article about that. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I read it. I listen to um, stuff. Lance, I think we have the same question. Why humans and birds? Or um, okay, so I can answer that a little bit with what I was talking about. Um, Matt, my thought process is very, very similar to yours. It's just not aliens, but it's going to be someone more specific in the human realm. And if our anime listeners want to relate it to anything, if we're talking about like My Hero Academia, the League of Villains, uh, I don't know if you're caught up to episode the 170 range. Um, there was spoiler alert, but there is, there's, there's a secret spot where one guy is manipulating things. (sighs) Ah. Fuck, how do I want to say this? So are, you, um, so are you going, because it originated from a certain location, you think that, that a group or an individual was the reason behind it because it's it was centralized in an area? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I think that one particular party figured this out, a human party, and they tested it out on the sparrows, and they found out that it worked, so they hit the, the go button and said, fuck you to the rest of the world everybody else turned to stone except that party and it'll be very interesting to learn what happened in between those 3700 years but i think that it was a small group of people that made it happen for a specific reason that we will yet to find out we're in the middle of the stone age right now and season two is called stone wars obviously we'll find out what happens there i just think that it would be very fun to find out that there was a super highly developed scientific section of the earth that's very secluded after these 3700 years that will fight senku and his and his version of science his village of silence yeah his, his vil- yeah his village of science and i think it'll be a final battle but i think that would be an awesome way to end the series you, you think that's what season three is about yeah i think they'll find another village of science another i mean i don't want to call it a village because obviously what i'm getting at is that these guys are obviously going to be top-notch science guys but i think yeah i think it'll be another. primitive science versus top-notch science and we'll have to see how that battle goes out to be so you think there's another community out somewhere uh-huh. hunkering down i can see that makes yeah. sense ricky you have any uh any ideas any thoughts on those three you're gonna go the bacteria route no no i honestly i i have no idea but i don't believe in the bacteria because look at the coronavirus look how long it took to it didn't even get to australia you know what i mean just oh, like that. well to be fair dr stone was pre-coronavirus so this was uh but you know what i'm saying though just this was peace for a this bacteria was, this is bc like that. this was bc before corona <laughs> <laughs> but to, for bacteria to spread like that, and I don't think it's bacteria. It's obviously right. some type of I don't want I don't want to say magic, but you know something like that. A weapon, or yeah, it's, yeah, a weapon. There you go. Okay. Um, it's definitely not just something that came about. Okay, but yeah. Um, so we all have. We do know that it originated. Well, they we do know that they assume it originated in South America, right? Good point. In saying the assumption part, 
I'm not throwing out that uh, the yeah. I'm saying not that I'm saying assumption because season two gives it away. But uh, going back and rewatching this, they do they assume, can't confirm exactly they can't confirm according to but, social media and reverse engineering. Biakia Biakia figured out that it probably originally in South America. So fuck you, South America. In this reference, <laughs> in, in this the, show, in this fuck show. Uh, <laughs> but so that that brings up you know I was just thinking about it. When they were trying to go uh, go back to Earth, they or they assumed that it was in South America. Weren't they trying to aim for like South America just to see if it was from there, or where were they trying to go? I think they were trying to go to Japan because Biakia had an assumption that if there was something that could basically change what had happened, Senku would be the person to make it go back. Okay. All right, guys, hear me out. I have the sixteen-year-old son. Let's <laughs> listen to what he has to say <laughs> <laughs> the only reason i'm bringing this up is because i want to make sure everything correlates if uh, they're trying so if, can i get beer real quick yeah there you go beer can grab beer grab not not run just grab Um, so what I'm trying to bring up is if they, if they assume, obviously they, it was South America and in my thought process, they were trying to go to South America to figure out what's going on with it. Yep. Obviously you, you understand that they, you find out that they miscalculated or whatever. Yes, that's what I was about but to that's, say. That's fine. They did miscalculate if, land. If they water. miscalculate, that's fine. But still South America compared to Japan, right? Just if you look at a globe, I don't, well, then again, it is no. It's actually right they away. Were, I think there were little opposites, weren't they? They were saying. I think at one point they were saying that why not go to Japan? You know what? I don't even remember. But, but that's what, that's, what I'm, trying, that's what I'm lines. trying to make sure everything correlates because if they were trying to go to South America. And yeah, they might have just been off by a little bit, uh-huh. not by a huge chunk. They'll still be close to South America, right? Yeah. And then Senku and them are in Japan. Because we're talking about some super scientific people. Like these are astronauts are top notch people. They yeah. should know what they're fucking doing. Exactly. So Japan, Senku's in Japan. Uh-huh. Obviously, by the time <gasps> yes. Senku I see what you're going. wakes up, mm-hmm. obviously the the Earth forms in different shapes. You know, probably two years from now. No, yeah, <laughs> no I'm just kidding. Yeah, probably okay. next year, California's going to drift into the. <laughs> talking about plate tectonics exactly yes. so continents will move so but that's much, what i was trying to wonder right, like how, the how much has the continents moved in 3700 years well so, the, yeah. the only thing we do see change is the northern star tilts of the axis of the earth has changed other than that we don't know anything else that's changed but that's what i'm trying to get at yeah, if they landed in South America, let's say, and they're in Japan, how the fuck does Senku arrive at that village where his father found it? Okay, yeah, that's a good point because uh, Senku is in Japan. It would just depend on yeah, so where they landed because if, what what is this island also? Exactly. Um, where where is this island that we're talking about? Because oh, sorry, I, sorry, Matt, I don't mean to <laughs> throw you off there because uh, in episode one or two or whatever, when Senku was talking, like there shouldn't be lions in Japan. That no, doesn't necessarily mean that Senku. Who knows that he's still in Japan. So Senku doesn't say that. It's uh, Taiju that says that. And oh, Senku okay. is like, well... The zoo. Hey, idiot. This, obviously, since nobody's in the zoo making sure that nothing escapes, that's where it came from. Right. And Which makes perfect sense. I mean... It does. Why not? The only thing I can think of is, granted, the kids and generations below would know where Japan is, but 
but Byakuya and them say that we need to make sure that we get to Japan, and that's really the only reference they make about going to Japan. Mm-hmm. So the the main reason I'm bringing this up, like I said, I'll make sure it correlates, but my suspicion is uh, the tectonic plates obviously shifted the continents, and they are. Like, they are in Japan, but mm-hmm. somehow, whatever, it shifted that South America would be next to Japan, in my mind. So that's why I think that's what happened, because I suspect that later on in the series, that they're going to obviously find the source of where the stone, whatever, that created them in yeah. the stone, which would be in South America. Right. So I think they're trying to hint at, without really giving us a huge clue, that tectonic plates did shift the continents. And we're getting like a reverse Pangea kind of deal? Yeah. Like, Pangea was one giant mass of land, and throughout thousands of years they split off, and now that 3,700 years have gone by, they've gone around the world and reconfigurated a reverse Pangea. Started to. Yeah. We could see that happening later on. Like, I'm totally on board with that. Because. Concept, but yeah. Overall, you know, the main mission is to find out how this happened. Exactly. Yep. So I feel like they're gonna find out, but if, if we're gonna say they're still in Japan, then they gotta make a bowl, then they gotta go all the way to South America. Yeah. Because as well, as far as we know today, Japan and South America is a fuck ton of distance away. Mm-hmm. So there needs to be a lot of plate tectonic movements for continents to move closer together. And I know the science behind a lot of what Dr. Stone is doing is legit. And I re- would hope to think that the thumb, the, I don't know, I don't know how crazy you guys want to get about uh, distances that moved, but like things move, uh, continents, the moon, I don't know if you guys know, but the moon moves away from earth like a thumbnail per year so at one point in in future time our earth's gravity will no longer be able to hold on to the moon so in one point in our in our future we're not we're no longer gonna have a moon which is gonna be fucking crazy according to dr stone we're good for 3700 years (laughs) (laughs) we also move away from the sun by like 0.007 seconds or something like that oh yeah so it's every i think it's like every 10 years we're one and our 24 hour period is actually not exactly a 24 hour period so it actually takes longer to, to spin around is this why a leap year is a deal uh yeah it kind of makes up for historians it. come up with our leap year yeah exactly so there's all this fun stuff so while i was while i was saying that i was like I don't know what science has to say about how much our continents are moving on Earth right now, but like, how much actually does our con- how much will our continents move in 3,700 years? Is Japan gonna be closer to South America, or is it and gonna be close to America, or is it gonna drift that way? I would imagine I'm closer to America because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Japan is a northern hemisphere. Technically, yes, yes. So I guess we'll have to see. But Japan is also an island, so it can move. Forward. How attached to all that stuff is that? Is that I don't know. Now, now know. we're getting way too far off the deep end on that one see but this is what the show's about <laughs> that's that's this true is, this is you know this it, is what we gotta talk about it'll be interesting to see what well because we already know what ha- what the title of season two is we know that that's not going to be what season two is about but it'll be interesting to know what happens in season three mm-hmm. and beyond or just some finale yeah just some finale purposes that's all our speculating at this moment yep so we don't have to spend any more time on this otherwise because we're just <laughs> at this time God, we can go over we're, we're, we're going down a rabbit breath. hole of, yeah. of information um Ricky do you have anything else throw at this um no I think I'm good man everything that I wanted to talk about I did alright Matt's manga moments yeah I think um I think it'd be a good time to dive into the manga then what? 
What do you got for us, Matt? Let's go. One thing I will say is the anime does an outstanding job as far as sticking true to the manga. Unlike certain manga or animes where it's like, hey, you're missing these characters or you're missing this huge information. That really doesn't happen. It's to kind of put it in perspective. I have like two and a half page or yeah, two and a half pages of notes, one and a half pages of notes. So there's not really a whole lot of information that wasn't referenced in the anime that was referenced in the manga. Uh, one thing that's kind of different, which you only will see if you watch, or you might notice, you only notice if you watch the anime multiple times, is Senku references his, in the anime, he references his wake up as zero. I don't know if you caught that, Lance. Mm, it's it's literally know. like a, it's a one-off sentence where he's like, all right, from now, we're going to call this zero because I don't know the actual year. Right. Well, he never mentions that in the anime, in the manga. He literally, oh, he can, he can call. That's a little contradicting because he happens to know when his birthday falls on. Exactly. So in the anime, he literally says, when he woke up, he said this was day zero, or this was year zero in the anime. In the manga, he never mentions that it's zero. He just says, hey, this is year yada, 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 and so on and so forth. Okay, so he just continues. Yeah, it's it continues on from um, whatever year in was. 37 years right. 3700 so was that 21 or excuse me 2039 is when the petrification happens oh so this is already a future story to begin mm-hmm. with yes i yeah. didn't i didn't catch on to that okay that's good to know i did uh, the math on that one. Oh yeah <laughs> well i yeah i didn't necessarily do the math but i figured that it was in our future Yes, that that is. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. Um, also, something that one thing that isn't in the anime that is in the manga is you see uh, Chrome challenge Senku to arithmetic. So you know, like not what's nine times nine or what's eighty-seven times thirty-five. So stuff like that. And obviously, Senku is super genius, super smart. Mm-hmm. So he knows, and he's like, "Oh, it's this, and this is how you figure it out." And Chrome's like, oh, "Man, I, I know these answers." You just got to make it so much. You got to be so much smarter than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll periodically you'll see Chrome challenge Senku. And one reference, it's not super important, but uh, Gein was had been revived ten days prior to him going to the village the un at that point the unknown named village okay so he's been alive he's been revived for 10 days yep prior to finding Sen. yes um you get to witness the process of them making their gas masks again it's cool but you get to watch them build a bunch of other stuff so it's like yeah gas masks are like a tube some charcoal and another tube mm-hmm. and then a mask so it's like yeah it's kind of right the animation shows like the basics of it but like they don't get into the gritty detail like how the fuck do they get this leather to make this mask how the mm-hmm. fuck did they get this like tubey material to even make the tube yeah like it's it's one thing to be the basics of science but that's one thing is to say like how do you how do you even get the basics uh i mean yeah. and I, I i think that's an anime thing to gloss over and i think obviously they did a good job like that otherwise this would be a bajillion episode kind of series but yeah seriously and then 
another thing is, so a reference point. So by the time they go get the sulfuric acid. Uh-huh. The, the two-faced, what do they call it? The two-faced uh, sulfur goddess or something like that. Oh, so, the fairy or whatever? Yeah. yeah. I think they call her goddess. But yeah, it's that that uh, area, it's been five months. So Senku, so from the point in which Senku got there to the point in which Senku went and got the sulfuric acid, it had been five months. Oh, yeah. I wrote down in my notes that every time they wrote down how much time has passed by like years and months have passed by like i think at one point i think senku was like a 16 year old when it all starts and i think at the end of season one or two is he's like 19 uh yeah so it's uh he's 17 and then because he's uh so when byakia goes to uh try out for to be an astronaut he's mm-hmm. in fifth grade so about 12 12 ish and then it's five years after he after the astronaut tryout so he'd be about 17 at that point so he's probably senku is probably a senior in high school at this point getting close to that yeah and and then it's been two years from the time or junior junior senior ish time frame and it's been two years from them it's almost two years from the time that he broke out of the petrification to the end of season one it's been about two years yeah because the first year he's by himself the second year is when he petri- uh, depetrifies, or excuse me, not the, it's um, spring is when he breaks out in, I want to say fall is when he depetrifies. Six months. Um, Taiju. Taiju. And then they go through a winter together. And then the following spring, so it's been about a year, uh-huh. um, is when they break out. Um, Sukasa. Sukasa. And... Yuzuriha, whatever her name is. Yuzuriha. Yeah, Yuzuriha. Uh, and so that's about spring, early spring. And so five months. So again, about fallish time frame is when they go and get the sulfuric acid. Uh, you find out the reason why only the um, village of silence or science. So all the science people and then magma are the people that are in this tournament. And that's because magma and Kohaku basically beat the shit out of everybody else mm-hmm. in the village. And so they don't want to have that happen again. So that's why it's only those group of people that try out to be the chief. Well, what they were saying in the anime was Kohaku beats Magma, and because a sister can't marry her sister, they have to have like a retrial or something like Mm -hmm. that. Well, that's kind of what I took from the anime. So they do mention that, but as far as the repeat is concerned, why they have the second bout of tournament, the reason why nobody tries out a second time is because of Kohaku and Magma. Oh, they're already too afraid of them to get. Yeah, they they, they're like, well, we're gonna lose. We already lost once, so there's no point in trying again and so that's why uh they don't compete the second time through that's yeah, good to know because we don't get to see in the anime why why the tournament itself is so small yep. in, in terms of the village itself yeah it, it like the first time i saw it i thought it was kind of funny that it was like really it's it's them plus magma that's kind of funny yeah uh then now plus nah. there was that one random ass guy yeah oh, that's like true spiky ass hair or something yep so plus the three people no, and then he had a name no he did have a name i think but i don't know i wrote it down somewhere i think uh 
Anyway, on, I'll, I'll throw it out there. And just... uh, so something that's kind of cool is you see them fitting a Suica for her lenses, kind of like what an optometrist would do for us to get their lenses properly made. It's not just uh, Senku just randomly putting a pair of lenses inside of her. Good, because I didn't want her to bring that up, but I'm glad you brought it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it, it's, it's... They, they explain it better. It's like, hey, they actually, they did what an optometrist would do, be like, hey, look on this one, and then they kind of briefly show all that stuff, and you get to see her getting the proper glasses. The thing is, they don't, just like in the anime where she doesn't actually get to see for the first time, or see well for the first time, and they do the same thing. She does know they're sunflowers, but she never, she doesn't know what they actually look like up to that point. Um, one thing is they call chapter, so, from the first chapter to chapter 45, they call that a prologue for the Stone Wars. So from chapter 46 on is the Stone Wars. So unlike in season one, where season one actually ends on chapter 60, they call chapter 46 beyond, which I haven't read what beyond is. Chapter 46 and beyond is the Stone Wars. So a lot of that stuff that happens in kind of the end of season one um i think it's like i honestly i think it's like episode 16 and beyond mm-hmm. is what they would consider stone wars stuff oh. so um like the fight for or the tournament for the village chief it was technically a part of stone wars oh interesting um but it's not really it's not really relevant to stone wars the <laughs> only reason why they consider it stone wars is because you meet uh, a lot of the people from the sukasa army yes. or, and i guess why the anime they made it 24 chapters because the end of the season is a very good stopping point to make it for season two yeah and i 100% agree um because what what me and matt know for season two of the anime is they start to introduce a lot of sukasa's army yes everything kind of ramps up and and if you don't if, if you've only seen season one for your first time you're not gonna catch it but me and matt watching it again that we can catch that blonde hair girl we can catch the robin hood guy and uh hyoga makes a bigger appearance in season two but this show glimpses of who uh sukasa's army is going to be and yep. i think it's i think that's just a fun part of watching it for a second time it's just like oh yeah that person's important even though we don't even know right now so yep exactly and then it's like oh why why did i even bother seeing that guy right and then you get all of this information Information. That makes a lot more sense. But according to the, the manga, Stone Wars officially starts on chapter 46. You get to witness... Another thing that happens is you get to witness Senku give um, Kanryu the uh, painkillers. So Senku actually makes uh, Kinryu. Or Kinro. Kinro. Sorry. Kinro. You see Senku make painkillers by just changing a couple things from the... Um, the Ryu... Antibiotic. Antibiotics. So he changes like one thing, and now it's a, a painkiller instead of an antibiotic. When does he give him the painkiller? When he gets attacked from uh, when he get, when he gets stabbed in the in the. Oh, so abdomen. you see that in the anime, but he doesn't describe. He doesn't say what he's doing. He's just throwing it on his wound. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, because yeah. it sounded like he sounded like it sounded like he just threw like a handful of salt at the yeah. wound. That's yeah, so, the way I kind of so he like, here take this. Any more of this? And he's like, <laughs> it was a it was a very comical scene. 
So, so you do see that, and that's kind of um, to help ma- to make sure that you know he doesn't get infected and stuff and get bandaged up. But he also gives him painkiller for the uh, obviously for the pain and Conroe. So then. Keenro, sorry, man. Apparently that uh, Jameson's really kicking in now. Jameson, he's drinking man. Over there. Johnny. Johnny Walker. Johnny, man. Damn, man. Apparently it's really kicking in. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, Keenro, because he he kind of goes like, ah, oh, this is nothing, and then starts like blood starts spouting out of his yeah. abdomen again, and that's yeah, that's so that's the reason why he can do that is because of the pain colors. You want a beer to sober up a little bit? <laughs> oh, I want a beer to sober up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good on that. Um, and then the last thing that I've got is you see Senku and Gian really start to formulate a plan to, I'll use what season two is, but for the Stone Wars. So you you see them like really start to be able to, to concoct a plan to be able to fight the Sukasa army in the end of what would be season one on chapter 60 is where season one ends for the manga and yeah that's not a whole lot like i said it it, they did a really good job of sticking true to the manga especially aside of uh all the very complicated scientific terms that the manga would have to write out word letter by letter word for word holy crap like i said probably a science textbook to you man i'm sorry yeah Honestly, with that being said, I'm interested in knowing, like, <laughs> the degrees these writers have. Exactly. <laughs> like, who's the dude that made this shit? Like, he's he has to know his shit. I feel like I would just literally be like, how to make gunpowder? And then if, you know, if this was in America, the FBI would be like, hey, what, what, why are you looking up all this stuff? Oh, it's I promise you it's for story. It's all it's for. I'm not it's trying to for make... story for kids. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why are you looking up gunpowder, uh kind of candy? That shit doesn't correlate. Uh, <laughs> explosives, what? What you don't need explosives. Can you make guns do this? That's that's not things you should be looking up. But it, yeah, it, it'd be either somebody's really really smart or Google helps this individual lots. At this point in our lives, I'm sure Google did a lot of the heavy lifting. So, Google is a very very useful tool and I am so thankful for that. <laughs> Oh, you know what I missed out on is trying to make a funny ass joke to be like, yeah, that didn't move me one millimeter. <laughs> oh my god! I will one say one billion percent. One billion percent. The first time I watched this, it did kind of annoy me. Was the one billion percent uh-huh. and the one millimeter? Because he makes those references. Oh, and that is a lot. Let's get excited. It's Let's time to get excited. Get excited. Damn, I, you I sound like, like him. Lance. Oh, there, 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 it did. I did like the get excited part. I, I, I took that to heart. I liked that one a lot. But hit him again with it. The millimeter <laughs> was okay, and the 10 billion percent chance was okay. Yes. Um, I did understand that it was a little annoying, but at the same time, like, I want to be on the side of influencing the science. Yeah, I'm, I'm perfectly so, fine with the. It, so that's just, why I couldn't just, like, fucking crucify it. So, yeah. 100% science. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um,. One sec, hold on, hold on. Um, right now, just because we're watching, I'm watching an episode. Uh, did you guys catch that little like rap music video with the old man, like when he's making the glass? That shit cracked me up. I don't know if you guys caught that, but when he started making the glass, they put this rap song in the background, and this dude's like a thug just trying to <laughs> oh, spit really? that. Yeah, oh, it's hilarious. No, bro. I, I, I wrote I, it down, but yeah. I did not catch that one. No, no, I missed out on that one. It's like a 1990s rap video. <laughs> 
But yeah, uh, Matt, is that all you have for manga? Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Lance, you got anything else to add? I'm pretty solid. I think we're going to wrap it up, man. Well, you guys, appreciate you guys listening to our episode. Remember, this is uh, season one of Dr. Stone. Our next episode will be season two, just because we know season three is coming our way. But make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook. We're going to post all this funny shit, um, especially the little times about that uh, fight for the tournament. But make sure you guys follow us, share everything, share our content. Let us grow this anime community and Happy New Year's.